Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, a.k.a. Lil Dumplin'. <laughs> Jordan Morris, sobered up in time for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking, Jordan. <laughs> we're both here having fun. Of course. Who's having more fun than us? No one. I mean, well, maybe, maybe Chrissy Teigen <laughs> yeah. and John Legend. They always seem like they're having fun, don't they? I feel like all they really have to do to have a great time is disrobe and go to town. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, if you're them. Sure. Come on. What What? What could be? I mean, I know, like, at their age, mm-hmm. you know, it's just probably a once a day thing. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, they're They're busy. And it's hard to find the time to disrobe and go to town. Well, they have assistants. Well, that's true. <laughs> so maybe one, they do it once a day and then their assistants do it once a day. <laughs> do you think that like – so it's just to kind of – to keep things interesting, it's a kind of a combination of disrobing and going to town and then getting Disney passes and get, getting really into collecting the pins. Oh, God, yeah. You know, if, you, if you're a famous person mm-hmm. – uh, you can go to Disneyland and they just give you a guy and the guy just says, whatever you want, I'll make it happen. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm not talking about weird stuff. Right. They're not, I mean, I guess... I'm not going to put... He's not going to put Batman in a Marvel movie for you. <laughs> no, but... They, that would be confusing. They'd probably slip a little slip a little booze into your mint julep. Okay. You know what I mean? It, in you're, New you're, Orleans. You're, you're talking about outside of California Adventure where booze is legal. Yeah, I'm talking about at, at New, in the Orleans, park proper. New Orleans Square where you can right. get that gross mint julep Boy. that doesn't have any booze in it. Do you think they would also slip a little booze into your clam chowder in a bread bowl? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think they'd slip. For a certain tier of celebrity, for a Chrissy Teigen level celebrity, they will, <laughs> they will Irish up your, <laughs> your clam chowder. You know, I, I went to Disneyland once with John Stamos. Mm. He asked for clams in his Dole Whip, and they said, absolutely, Mr. Stamos. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you can add, so you can add booze to clams, or you can add clams to other things? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. God, I got to get famous. It's like a, if you have the guy right. that takes you through Disneyland. Yeah. You're talking about Stitch, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is Stitch of Lilo and Stitch. This is Stitch. Stitch hasn't been up to much the last five or ten years. Yeah, he's like a Disney docent now. Um, The guy, when you go to get the Dole Whip, they show you a kind of like a Yogurtland style toppings bar Mm -hmm. for your Dole Whip. It's mostly seafood, but it's not all seafood. Right. Little safety J. <laughs> yeah. And this is something that civilians don't get to see. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, is the civilians might freak out if you told them that the lime juice cooks the fish. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can't handle that. They can't deal with that. So, What kind of perks will be available in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when it opens up later this year? <sighs> That's an interesting question. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you're talking Star Wars, right. of course, you're going to be talking spice. The 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 galaxy is oh, at war. Oh, thinking of Dune. You're thinking of Dune. Thinking of Dune. Okay. Yeah, I think it's something where Jordan. Yeah, if you're talking Star Wars. You're gonna be talking teleporters. Mm, I think you're thinking of Star Trek. Although, 
I don't know. <laughs> there could be teleporters in Star Wars. I, uh, I it's tried. Not, it's not. It's not an area where I can go super deep. Oh, I thought of a Star Wars Star Trek food. Okay. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. <laughs> oh, That's what Captain Picard says oh. when he wants his tea. That's boring. Yeah. We had some Star Trek tea here at the at the office, and it said that, and I asked Danny what it meant. Oh, that's nice. He told me all about it. Whew. 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 Yeah. Anyway, I decided, it's a little bit of a first for me. Not a first, but a, 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 something I have not done recently, that I had been thinking to myself that I am not as fun as I used to be. Oh, wow. I was, I've been fun. Mm-hmm. In my life, mm-hmm. now I'm not so fun. Are you now, Jordan? Yeah, I think you're definitely still fun compared to most. Well, Maybe not compared I to don't... old Jordan, but like, <laughs> right? Have you met like the lady that runs the convenience store? <laughs> I don't listen. I'm I'm using myself as the barometer. Mm-hmm. I can't control what others do. Right. Something I've learned in therapy. I can't. Con- I can only control me. Compare yourself, say, to the Secretary of State. <laughs> sure. Are whoever you fun the- compared to that person? Whoever that is, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think at this Mike point, Pompeo. I think at this point, the Secretary of State could be a former American gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> Secretary of State, laser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe he's more fun than me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but well, I feel certainly like certainly if there's a man-sized hamster ball around, <laughs> right? It's someone shooting t- tennis balls at you out of a hydraulic cannon. Yeah, uh, that's what the State Department is now, right? Just someone shooting you uh, with tennis balls out of a hydraulic cannon. Yeah, the State Department is all take takes place at halftime in an Atlanta Hawks game. <laughs> so I was thinking about how I I don't feel like I've been fun recently uh, when people ask me. What I've done over the weekend. It's just a list of things I've done in Dark Souls 3. Uh-huh. Um, you know, upgrading my greatsword. Well, I mean, the, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, defeating the curse-rotted Greatwood. Could, things like this. Do you think Mike Pompeo has defeated the curse-rotted Greatwood? No. I, no, no. I know Pompeo is not only has he defeated the curse-rotted Greatwood, but he's defeated three of the four Lords of Cinder. <laughs> including... Aldrich, the devourer of gods. Wow. All yeah. that's left is block. <laughs> What's that mean? That's the fourth Lord of Cinder. Block? Yeah, Cinder Block. Oh, I see what you're getting at. I'm like, Jesse, I haven't beaten the game, but I know that Block isn't one of the Lords of Cinder. Yeah. You were making a pun. Oh. Uh, so I decided to go have a drink for St. Patty's Day, which is when, where, when, where, when, mm-hmm. which, once, why. Why? Which? Worst. Worst. Is where is worst we're recording? Versed. Yeah. And I was responsible enough to head on home, have a little coffee, so I could sober up before the podcast. So did you have... So I've been fun and responsible today. Did you have uh, like a midday alcohol? It was a 2. It was a 2 p.m. alcohol. Oh, you know what they say. What do they say? I don't know. Something at 2 o'clock somewhere? Yes, that's what. Yeah, that's what Jimmy Buffett's, two, Buffett's brother it's says. Two o'clock that's here. That's what Bill Buffett says. <laughs> it's two o'clock here, I believe, is the saying. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm having a little coffee, mm-hmm. making sure I can, you know, coast. Keep the energy up. Keep the energy up. Keep the goofs coming. Keep 
keep on remembering things that I've done in Dark Souls. Did you go for St. Patrick's Day? Did you do yeah. a St. Patrick's style imbibation? Well, here's what I did. Uh, I met uh, my uh, oh past guest on this show, Andy Wood, who oh, is sure. the person I know who is still fun. Yeah, and we met at the Village Idiot, which is a British style pub. Uh, and we had a couple of bass ales, which is a British-style ale. Yep. And we listened to a bagpipe player who is Scottish. <laughs> so, no, we didn't do any Irish shit. It was a tribute to Britain's domination <laughs> of the Irish. Yeah, it was. So we really celebrated the oppression. <laughs> you had a with colonialist generally European-y things. That's beautiful. We had a lot of fun. That's but nice. It was, it was uh, reasonable, and we, we called it an afternoon at a reasonable time. Uh, let's introduce our guest on the program. I'd love to. You know her as a beloved uh, regular guest on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you know her for her work on uh, international waters, now troubled waters, on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. You know her as a stand-up comic. You know her as a stand-up lady, <laughs> Riley Silverman. Hello. Hi, Riley. When you said stand-up lady, I like literally like, like a wink and a like finger gun. I yeah. feel like that's what you have to do when that's being <laughs> Thank said. Thank you. Thank you very much. The official you... hand gesture of stand-up people everywhere. You know it. Yeah, um, there it is. That, that your story reminded me of last week when I when we were having fun by having brunch together. Yeah, along with uh, our mutual friend and member the member of the Max Fun family and beloved. Uh, uh, star of our, I don't know, I'm thinking words, Sarah Morgan. Oh, and yeah, sure. she was talking about how she had made the mistake of coming to the States one time on St. Patrick's Day and not realizing it, and then realizing she was wearing green by accident, and just feeling like that total like internal conflict of being a British person suddenly celebrating and like the caricaturization of the Irish, and how like, I was like, that's a level of like, like, Experience. It's like it's like being American, being like Cinco de Mayo, and thinking you're really clever and cool by wearing a sombrero, but oh, yeah. but with white people on white people crime, and it was very yeah. fascinating. I think that we have probably I've probably brought this up on the show before, but my stepmother, with whom I grew up, who married my dad when I was seven or something, um, is Irish, mm-hmm. and I she is not a woman without rage overall. However, the whitest and hottest of her rage. Mm-hmm. Is reserved for Americans doing Irish stuff. Ah, uh, sure, sure. Uh, like, there is nothing... How does w- she feel about the Dropkick Murphys? <laughs> <laughs> the, do you remember when River... She liked their first album. Second album was a little bit... Le- le- yeah, le- yeah, yeah. The first album was a little more punk, and then they kind of leaned into the Irish thing. Yeah, a little too much. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when Riverdance was big? Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Irish step dancing was ta- was, had see- taken America by storm. Mm-hmm. That was like... Literally two years of my stepmother's life where there was like a crackling sub rage mm. under all her day to day behavior <laughs> I think, at all times. And I think I think, Riley, you're 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 right to mention Cinco de Mayo or as I like to call it Cinco de Drinko. Yeah. You're right you to know. mention that in this conversation. And I think maybe something that is happening is that. All of our drinking holidays are tied to something culture that is cultural that is now problematic or something that yeah. is, you know, problematic when it's celebrated by people who are not of that culture. So yeah. I feel like can we just institute some new drinking holidays that aren't tied to anything? Well, like Yeah, because Cinco de Mayo, if you ask most people drinking on Cinco de Mayo what they're even celebrating, they have literally no idea. Marge, like, baby! Like, it's, it's Mexican Independence Day! Marge, guac! <laughs> yeah. 
That's why I like when people get really mad about the really nerdy rise of May the 4th Be With You, which like, I know okay. people find really annoying. I'm all for it. So I'm like, yes, let's have that be the thing we move that weekend's drinking to. Oh. Let's, let's Should we all on... just get <laughs> fucked up on Star Wars yes, Day? Yes. Let's just have blue milk drinks or whatever <laughs> and just get – and like let's have a thing that, that – um, Yeah. And like just let's make that a thing. Let's make that the white privilege holiday. I celebrated May the 4th uh, myself. I went into a bar in my neighborhood. Mm. And a bartender said, what do you have? I said, tea, Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, Live I long gonna, and prosper. I thought maybe you went to an Empire bar with Empire music playing. Mm. <laughs> like Can I tell you how bad I am at celebrating a, uh, uh, um, a holiday with food and drink associated mm-hmm. with it? It was Pie Day recently. Oh, yeah. March 14th. That's fun. My daughter goes to a... Uh, uh, math and science engineering focused school mm-hmm. and so they were doing a big pie day celebration so it was all the t- it was the talk of the household was that it was going to be pie day she mm-hmm. was going to have pie in school etc cetera, etc cetera, etc cetera. and my wife and I had an appointment first thing in the morning a parent teacher conference for our uh, middle child and we got out of that at like 10:30 we're we're in find ourselves in Pasadena California we realized if we went right then to have lunch, if we had an 11 a.m. lunch, then we're all set. We can, we can eat together like adult human beings, have a, nice, have a nice time like we love each other. So we went to Pasadena's best restaurant, Pie and Burger. Sure. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to – I mean, is it, is it almost – is it like – is there a restaurant creeping up on it? Yes. And it's that BJ's that's in that – Building that was formerly a bank, <laughs> and it's weirdly beautiful inside. You know the beautiful BJ's. Jordan, I think all BJ's are beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but that one that's in that bank. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we went and had cheeseburgers, and I ordered a side of potato salad. Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'll eat any amount of potato salad put in front of me. You've mentioned. And uh, by the time I finished my potato salad, they came back and they offered us pie. And I said, no, that's okay. It was only 11.40 in the morning. Sure. I'll just take a pint of potato salad to go. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> eat it between my legs while I drive. And the woman, <laughs> the, the woman, the waitress, looked me in, in the eyes and she said, really? Because it's pie day. Mm. And I felt like I had... Right, come into the pie mecca of all Pasadena, California, and just just sprayed cake all over everyone, <laughs> like a fucking cake sprayer. Yeah, a potato salad cake, like it was halftime at an Atlanta Hawks game. Mm. Spraying spraying your cake all over the crowd, shooting tennis balls out of a hydraulic cannon. Oh boy, did she didn't get the pie? I didn't end up getting the pie. I had eaten too much potato salad. Had I been thinking about it, I'd have I'd have left out the potato salad. I'd have had room for pie. I maybe would have got a banana cream pie, which I'm into lately. Mm, it's a good kind of pie. It's yeah. good. Cream pies in general, pretty good. I'm I a know. Fan. Uh, I'm I'm glad we're kind of on the topic or kind of near the topic of uh, nerd shit. <laughs> uh, Finally, on Jordan I know, Jessica. right? Oh my gosh! Because I've you know last week on the show we had a guest. 
Um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to invite scorn upon him or more scorn than he's already experienced. It was the comedian Earthquake. It was Earthquake. <laughs> yes. Earthquake came on the show and shook things uh, up a bit. Came- <laughs> Good night, everybody. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you, Lorne, the cast, New York City, greatest city in the world. Um, I was doing the end of Saturday Night Live. Oh, we got it. Um, Earthquake was here and he really shook things up by coming out as anti-Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's the Max Fun Drive and we're not looking to alienate anybody this time of year. But, you know, we don't want to censor our guests. We love free speech. Yeah, sure. Us and Twitter. Yeah. We're all about free speech. Yeah. We got Mike Pompeo coming in next week. <laughs> sure, yeah. Let's talk about his time as a gladiator. Yeah. He's got fascinating stories. <laughs> It'll yeah. bring a giant Q-tip. It'll hit us in the head with it. <laughs> um, But we realized that that anti-Doctor Who stance probably enraged 90% of the audience. I mean, it was on an episode where we learned that what was it? A hundred Jordan Jesse Go listeners had fezes. Right. And it was because it was not because Doctor Who what you there's many doctors from Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I don't need to tell you this, yeah. Riley Silverman. <laughs> yeah. In case anyone's curious, I am very pro Doctor Who. Right. Is that why I'm booked on this and show? I think like, that's, we need a pro Doctor Who <laughs> That's kind of what yeah. listen, it's not why we booked you because you're a hilarious comedian and a beloved member of the Max Fun family, but it does not hurt that we have someone who not only is a Doctor Who, I'm going to say encyclopedia, yeah. yes. but also someone who is currently playing Doctor Who on a role-playing Yeah, podcast. that's true. So, <laughs> one of my three role-playing shows that I'm on right now, and oh I'm the boy. Doctor, which is ridiculous. Like That's what my career is now, which is, I'm loving it. But. What, was, uh, what was amazing to me about learning about this Fez thing, mm-hmm. I assumed one of the Doctor Whos wore a Fez. Yeah. In the way that I know there's one of the Doctor Whos wears a famous scarf. Yeah. Riley, what can you tell us about these doctors and these articles of clothing? Yeah, well, you are correct. One of the doctors definitely wore a scarf. Actually, multiple doctors, but one is the very famous one you're thinking of. And then there's a doctor who occasionally put on a fez as a gag. Like, he he wore a bow tie, and he would say, I wear a bow tie because bow ties are cool. And it became a (laughs) thing where he would occasionally put on a ridiculous item of clothing like a Stetson or a fez and say... I wear a Stetson now. Stetsons are cool. I wear a Fez now. Fezes are cool. And then they did like a quick tie-in to that in the most recent season where the the new doctor got a package in the mail from a fictional version of Amazon called Kerblam. And when she opened the package, it was a Fez. And the idea is like, oh, it just finally arrived. I ordered this a long time ago and it just finally found me or whatever. So That's a good yeah. piece of business. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So the point of this story is mm-hmm. this isn't the this isn't the everyday costume of this one Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Like, look. I know that if we said how many people out there have stormtrooper outfits or whatever, mm-hmm. then yeah, it would be a You'd lot of five hundred one. Exactly, it'd be a actually. lot of people because <laughs> all of the stormtrooper, all the stormtroopers, all wear that. All wear a stormtrooper outfit all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Except for when the one good guy wore the stormtrooper outfit and he took his hat off. Sure, we all remember that iconic Star Wars scene. <laughs> there is that scene. No, you're right. Yeah. It's like the, one of the heroes of the new trilogy. No, so, you're right. uh, the guy from Attack the Block. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Which the doctor was in. There you go. Jodie Whittaker, the new oh. doctor, was in that movie. So the, this is fun. The point is, this isn't even a thing that even... So there's many Doctor Whos, 
We're only talking about one of them. Yeah. How many Doctor Whos are there? 30? There, there are 14 canon ones. 14. So wait. 14 that so have if the, we were tennis, going to, the, the hydraulic tennis ball yeah. canon. So if we were going to expand it. Yeah. To include Doctors who were maybe part of some sort of extended canon. Yeah. How many would there oh, be? Oh, God. Off the top of my head, uh, I can go. There's at least probably 19 because there was a there was a sketch that they filmed for uh the save the children thing the the red nose special whatever they they back in like the break in between when the show was off and when it was back on where they like had a bunch of actors go like successfully through a parody of doctor who where like this like hugh grant was in it and rowan atkinson was in it and uh joanna lumley was the 13th doctor in that one so she was also the first female doctor and so like it went through each one and like like the joke was like the doctor kept getting killed in the middle of the thing and then would regenerate into a new doctor so wait so there's a certain certain kind of doctor who fan who considers those all doctors yeah for sure wow and then there's also there was an attempt in the 60s like to make inclusive. a movie series out of the tv show when it was still a really new show and all they did was refilm a serial of the show and put it in color and then they had um well, i'm thinking on his name now which is going to make peter cushing from star wars play the doctor and he played it like a different he basically was the first doctor in a different format and oh, a lot of people consider peter cushing an official doctor peter oh. cushing in in star wars played grand mop mothra mm-hmm. yes grand yes Ma- yes so it's one of the doctor who's one thirtieth yeah. of the total number of doctor who's and it's an outfit he wears very occasionally yeah as it's a, a gag yeah and it gets shot off his head by his own wife it's not the bow tie <laughs> no Apparently, this Doctor Who always wore a bow tie. This yeah. is his signature outfit. So yeah. if you're going to go to a con dressed as this, you're going to bring that bow tie. Yeah, for sure. The fez is an optional accessory to one of the 75 different Doctor <laughs> Whos. We had 100 different people who had one for that reason. He was a very popular Doctor to cosplay. And a couple who were like tiki bar guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those two things. Good job, everybody. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how do you? How do you? How does one play the doctor in a role playing podcast? I think maybe I don't understand enough about role playing and how you do it on a podcast. Mm-hmm. What is the? What are? What well, is that? What is that like, Jordan? I should let you know. There's a fantastic role playing podcast you can listen to right here on the Max Fun mm-hmm. Network called The Adventure Zone. Have not heard of it. And well, it's very popular. You should oh, check it out. It's actually is really it? good. It, I, I guess people like it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I only listened to Maybe the... not, because they stopped doing their Jumbotrons, because there wasn't enough people wanting to play for it. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely why. I only listened to the Daily. Oh. I listened yeah. to the Daily. So the way that it works, it's almost just like Honestly, doing Honestly, a... you said, what was that? Bodcast? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what that is. Sure. No, that's fine. What if I don't have an iPod? Uh, well, you should listen <laughs> yeah. to this show, Serial. It invented, it invented oh, this form of cool. communication. Mm-hmm. Great. So the way you – essentially a role-playing game podcast is almost like doing an improvised podcast. You just are doing it within the realm of having a structure that's based on like a role-playing game. So like mm-hmm. there is a published Doctor Who role-playing game that has rules and, and like structure to it. It has like character sheets you can fill out like you're playing D&D mm-hmm. but for Doctor Who. And so we just – we have a person on our show. Uh, it's uh, actually a Max Fun listener, Ben Patton, who's a big fan of – Adventure Zone, which is part of why he got the idea for doing this show. And basically, yeah, we, we sit around, we record, and he and his co-producer, Michael Nixon, they, they write a basic framework plot. And then it's myself and two other cast members, uh, Melinda Gross and Dan Peck. And we 
go through the scenarios and we, we make our own decisions in the world they create. And then based on what we decide to do, they, they improvise to kind of get, keep us following the very framework plot they have. And, I have a question. Yeah. Do you, do you, is it Doctor Who world that you're in? Yes, it's Doctor Who world. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's actually, Spice and the whole nine yeah. yards. Well, it's yeah. Spice World, actually, that world. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Very so cheeky. We're, we're playing in the so fictional Mark reality McKinney of the is film. There. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing within the world of Spice World. So you're sort of playing mm-hmm. within that world, but you're also, yeah. in a way, playing with that world. Right. right. I'm, so I'm playing sure. the Doctor, but I'm also playing Baby Spice. Got it. Mm. It's, it's a scenario where Baby Spice is the Doctor. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds confusing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. If you don't know what podcasts are, I guess it'll be Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm pretty much either way you're going to want Rowan Atkinson in there. you got to yeah. get Rowan in there. Well, he is in there, but he just doesn't speak ever on the mic. So. There you go. He's actually playing Mr. Bean. So. <laughs> he's just a turkey on <laughs> his head the whole time. Occasionally, yeah. you, you all just say, get that turkey off your head, Mr. Yeah, Bean. We're trying to do sound checks, and he just won't, you can't hear him through it. So Yeah. Jesse, did you have a did you have a, a dumpling related story? I, I was I was guessing by your nickname at the top. I of just show. ate a lot of pelmeni. Mmm. It's like a, okay. a Eastern European Russian type dumpling. Right. There's a, you know there's this grocery store by my house called the Super King. Mm-hmm. This grocery oh, store is a is miracle. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, my wife won't go there because they once double charged her credit card and then wouldn't give her the money back. Oh. Um, but but that said, uh, if you can make it into the parking lot, you, sometimes I accidentally go on coupon day. Mm-hmm. There's like a day when the coupons come out, mm. and the old ladies fighting for parking spaces is out of control. Full contact? There will be a, I will, I'm talking about like a line of 15 or 20 cars down the road out of the large parking lot of this mm. supermarket uh, on coupon day because, you know, pomelos are two for one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing grocery store. I love going to this grocery store, and what I will do. Is it carries a lot of um, Near Eastern foods mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, like um, a lot of like Slavic and Russian and you know the the whole you know anything serviced by erotic Istanbul, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, all those trade routes. Sure, you know some of I mean? my favorite routes. I love uh, sailing around the Horn. So, like, if you want ice cream that tastes like a a flower. I do not, but continue. It's so I, fucking dope. One would. It sounds good. There's I multiple tried... different flower-flavored ice creams. I, so. now, I, just to be clear, yeah. you're talking about flowers like things that bloom, not like flower, like like a, <laughs> like a powdery thing that you used to make bread. Yeah, yeah. Fl- yeah okay. Flour, the, the stuff that's made out of ground wheat, but you make it into a roux first. Yeah. You have to brown right. it. Yeah. yeah. I, and then you I roux the day you enjoy it. that ice cream. <laughs> I went to a place uh, that had famous uh, rose water flavored ice cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I tried it. Mashti Malone's. Yeah. Uh, oh. In a, a beloved institution i went somewhere else i tried it i had a taste and i'm like well you also have peanut butter so <laughs> yeah that's how i feel always i'm glad you have this a lot of that's different, cool a lot of different kinds. you were some, able to do this there's some products that there are like uh rival versions of mm-hmm. each nation has its own uh yogurt is a big one mm. There's a big uh, Mimi Pond, past Bullseye guest, cartoonist Mimi Pond, real uh, legendary comics writer. Uh, she, and Simpsons writer, hmm. wrote the, uh, 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 what's the dog called? 
Daddy's little Santa's, Santa's little, little helper. Yes, Daddy's helper. little helper. <laughs> it's Poochie. Yeah, dog name is Poochie. Santa's Poochie. little helper. She wrote the Santa's little helper episode of The Simpsons. Oh. Anyway, Mimi did a There's great. There's several Santa's little helper episodes. But Simpsons. the one where they get him. Oh, okay. The one where they get the him. Christmas, the Christmas. That's like the Christmas yeah. special. That's yeah. like the first episode. That's a really yeah. old one. Yeah. She wrote that. That's wow. great. Um, but anyway, she a classic. Uh, she made a comic once that was just all about just breaking down the yogurt area of mm. the Super King. Sure. Because <laughs> it is an area. I'm going to say approximately 25 feet in length. If you imagine yeah. a 25-foot dairy case that's all just different kinds of yogurt. Halva is mm. another one. Sure. There's a very large halva area and, you know, very intense. And there's a dumpling area. Mm. And I'll just go in there and just pick some dumplings out of there. And I got some palmeni last time I was there. I, As far as yogurt goes, I like this brand of yogurt that's spelled F-A-G-E. But I'm af- afraid that I'll... Enter into a situation where I have to say it out loud, and I don't know how. I think it's Faye, but I think I, I'm the same way. I'm like I don't know, and I'm afraid to call it by anything. Yeah, when Faj? I would. Oh, that sounds Faj. bad to me yeah. too. I don't yeah. any any way to pronounce Faj? it sounds. I think it's wrong. Faye, but yeah, when I went to Super King, I remember it was a thing where like friends were going as a group, like we're all gonna go because only one car could take us all at once because yeah. of the parking lot situation. And I remember that the lunch meat counter was so massive, and the way that it worked is like like. They had to take a number system, but you would, like, basically take your number and then walk around the store, and they would, like, eventually page you over the system when your number was up because the line for the deli counter was that long. One good reason to bring multiple people with you to the Super King is so, as in, like, you know, 19th century college football, you can use the strategy where one person carries the ball and everyone else grabs onto their belt and you just barrel through. <laughs> <laughs> because the number of grandmas, mm. the, all of the world's grandmas are represented at the Super King, and they will all hit you. Mm. They are not sure. afraid to... I've been hit so many... Just throwing bows is the main thing. Grandmas throwing right. bows is the main thing at the now, Super Now, were these King. grandmas or were these Charles Barkleys? <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was one Charles Barkley. As I remember, there was one Charles Oakley. Mm. Uh, there was one Charles Barkley shut up and jam guy den. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I remember that. Uh, yeah. So there was a few different mm-hmm. uh, There was a few different things. There was a couple of American gladiators, mm. which was nice. It was those, Turbo. Lady, those lady gladiators. Ooh, Diamond. <laughs> and Diamond's grandma. Diamond's grandma, yeah. Now, are they hitting you because you're mispronouncing yogurts in the aisle that they're from? They're hitting you because they've got shit to do, yeah, they do. and they don't give a fuck about your not-grandma ass. <laughs> they are they are trying to get to the yogurt that correlates with the nation of their birth mm. um, so they can make their grandchild eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and know what it's like to be a real blank. Had, whatever yeah. na- whatever I feel like if you, with nation. your distinct look... I feel yeah. like if you went in there, all you'd have to do is wear like a like a beanie or a ski cap and just gl- like look dour the whole time you're in there, and they would just think that you belong there as part of their I culture. Just seem that you're murderous. From. Yeah, just seem like I could. I have a potential for violence. Have yeah, you thought seem about... like you fled at something back in the home country. <laughs> <laughs> I've been traumatized. I have you don't, a you don't even speak the tra- whole time. Traumatized look, a yeah. potentially traumatized look. Yeah, you never ask any questions the whole time there because you want to convey that you're just like the quiet type. Yeah, because you have too much in your mind. Have you thought about maybe going full grandma when you go? <laughs> oh, that's Talking fun. Talking bonnet. 
flower dress, cane, so you're ear horn that you hold up to your ear when you need to hear something. You're imagining like a grandma from like Little House on the Prairie? Yeah, I mean, just like a, you know. Just, or Mama's family. Or literally the, yes. the bad wolf in the Red Riding Hood story. Yes. Waiting yeah. in bed for the kid to yeah. go. Yeah. Have you thought about going false wolf? I feel like. Honestly, real wolf, false grandma, real wolf, false grandma. Excuse me. If you put me in the, if you put me in the wolf's grandma outfit, Mm -hmm. I would look about the same as the wolf looks in that outfit. (laughs) That's actually kind of got an overbite and a big beard. We actually, we actually kind of hit a. I'm all, I'm I'm always salivating, and (laughs) everyone looks like a fully dressed turkey to me. You often go to bars in pinstripe suits and just whistle at women. So. We also actually kind of hit upon the text of my personal ad. I'm a false grandma looking for a daddy's little helper. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rowdy Silverman, Doctor Who Encyclopedia. Sound a little <laughs> bit like you said Rowdy Silverman, which I think is also very fun. Well, I am wearing a shirt that says Hot Rods. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the, the, the first name of the director that directed Roadhouse is Rowdy? <laughs> is it really? What? Yes. His name is like Rowdy Phillips or something. Do you think – here's a theory that I'm yeah. just going to float. Out. Rowdy Harrington. Sorry. Do you think Hank Williams Jr. Mm. was specifically referring to the director of Roadhouse <laughs> when he said, all my rowdy friends? Right. He meant the director of Roadhouse and Riley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And Rowdy Roddy Piper, Which, of course. that sounds like a pretty epic party. Yeah. yeah. Three great rowdies. We came there to, to chew bubblegum and party, and we were all out of bubblegum. Sure. <laughs> you were only left with one option. <laughs> to party. Um, speaking of parties, it's the annual Max Fun Party known as the Max Fun Drive. Yeah. Woo. I'm excited about it. I am, too. A lot of fun stuff happening uh, these couple of weeks. You know, sometimes on Jordan Jesse Go, we talk about, we, we like allude to the fact that uh, Maximum Fun is audience-supported network or mm-hmm. this is an audience-supported show. Uh, but that actually is the honest truth of what is actually the case. Like, uh, we have an advertisement on Jordan Jesse Go sometimes. We, we like to get them. Uh, we limit them strictly, but we, we like to have them on from time to time. But that really isn't what pays our bills here. What pays our bills here is all of the members of MaximumFun.org, people just like you. Yeah, and if you uh, give a little bit every month to support this show and uh, all the other great shows on the network, uh, The Adventure Zone, which we mentioned, which I only heard of for the first time during that last segment. I still haven't heard of it. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Riley's show, uh, Troubled uh, Waters, Troubled Waters yeah. formerly International Waters. Uh, all these great shows uh, exist because people go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and uh, give a little bit every month. And uh, not only do you get a great feeling from knowing that you're uh, kind of helping independent artists to make their shows without, uh, you know, corporations button in. Uh, but you also get a lot of cool stuff, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. So, uh, but yeah, right now we just kind of wanted to come on and talk about uh, why it is uh, so awesome if you uh, would want to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and support. I am pretty sure, Jordan. And yes. I'm, I, Lindsay Pavlis, uh, who is uh, one of our employees here at Maximum Fund, sitting out there. I think Jordan Jesse Go has the highest membership rate of any Maximum Fun show. That's right. Gosh out of darn the it. 40 Good. 
ish shows Good. in Maximum Fun. I think I think that Jordan Jesse Go has the she's nodding yes mm-hmm. the highest rate of membership. So of the ten listeners, five support. Yes, <laughs> wow, it's incredible. Well, they did until that Fez thing happened last week. Oh now yeah, sure. Now right, yeah. When uh, coming over well, trouble waters, we're very pro Fez. <laughs> <laughs> when earthquake came in here and uh, badmouthed Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you listen to the show, we're very half and half because Dave Holmes, not a fan of Doctor Who, and does not always love it when John Luke Roberts and I love to slip in Doctor Who oh, jokes throughout the show. <laughs> um, so, hey, yeah, if you go to maximumfund.org/slash/donate, uh, there's a lot of levels you can donate at, depending on uh, how much spare cash you have laying around. There's uh, five bucks. Jordan, a month. before you list the levels, yes. can I just pitch a round to Riley? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you and John Luke's things that you're into, and uh, Dave's things that he's into. As a round, it's called Doctor Who or Husker Do. <laughs> oh, I love it. That may actually make it to the show, and I will credit you for that. <laughs> Thank that you. comes in. Thank you very That's much. Solid. Uh, yeah, so uh, basically you can give 5 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, all the way up to 200 bucks a month if you're feeling uh, soups generous. But uh, yeah, I think kind of what, what Max Fun has is uh, kind, of a, kind of a backwards Netflix where, um, you know, we put all the stuff out for free and if people like it, then they can, uh, they can give a little bit a month to support it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, you know, we're kind of operating on good faith here, hoping that people uh, like the shows, they care about them, and they want them to keep going. I mean, I kind of think, I don't want to speak out of school, sure. I kind of think that Doctor Who or Husker Do is worth the full two hundo. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in all sincerity, like the, the, reason that, the reason that we do it this way is because we want everybody to be able to listen to all of our shows. Yeah. Uh, and we also don't want to be dependent on advertising to keep the lights on. Advertising is a cruel and mer- mer- mercurial and uh, sometimes uh, uh, annoying and interrupty uh, master. Mm-hmm. What a weird metaphor that was, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, advertising is a tough advertising is a tough way to, to make a living, and um, and it, what what ends up happening when you are relying on advertising is uh, that you have to make a lot of compromises uh, on the month where you didn't sell as many ads as you thought you were going to sell, but you still have the same rent. Yeah. And the fact that uh, literally thousands and thousands of Jordan Jesse Go fans just like you have become members of Maximum Fun by going to MaximumFun.org slash donate is what allows us to have the kind of bedrock of funding that lets us make this show every week. And as we have for... What now? Over eight hundred years? Is that right, Jordan? It's <laughs> about that. Lindsay, about that. Uh, Lindsay is uh, not one employee. Years. She's back not when there was only one Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, right. The first Doctor, the first episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think, you know, this this show we we love doing that it, and we uh, super duper love the fans out there. Um, but yeah, and I think the the fans and the people who donate are the reason that this show still happens. I mean, I don't, you know, I think uh, I don't think it's exaggerating to say that this show uh, not only doesn't help our careers but probably hurts it. Yeah, that's true. Having, uh, having... I I often actively fear that someone will listen to this show. Yeah, I mean, you know, I definitely haven't hired both of you because of things that you've said on this show. <laughs> With Thank good you. reason. With good reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's it... on Task Rabbit, but still. <laughs> 
Please I let mean... me build your IKEA bookcase. Please. <laughs> you just said you drink. You drink during the day, so I'm not going to book oh, you. Oh yeah. Fuck. I'll even go this far. Like I am a listener who became part of the Max Fun family, and also Christian Duaneus, who was the producer of Trouble yeah. Waters, a listener of the network who became a member of the family. Like that's you guys definitely are big at like bringing members of your listening crew. Like you build an, you build a family with this network. We met Riley when Riley called in a momentous occasion like ten years ago, and then. <laughs> <laughs> she came on the show as a guest like seven years later or something. And oh, she was like – after the show, she was like, you know, do you remember that momentous occasion I called in all those years ago? And we were like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened on the air. That happened on the show. Yeah. yeah it was great. Yeah. No, go yeah. back and listen. That was, was, a, that was, a, that was a That was a great episode. That and was a different name back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely like like the reason that we show up every week and the reason we – that, you know, Brian's out there – you know, uh, producing and editing the show uh, is because of you. Like, there's not a good reason to do this show other than people like it. So, you know, we're we're not doing it to further our careers. We're not doing it because we have some grand design for it. We just do it because it's fun for us and people like it. And people go to maximumfund.org slash donate and support it. Because, yeah, so when you do that, you're saying it's important to me that you guys show up every week. You book a cool guest. Brian gets in there and you guys put out a show for me. So, yeah, and that's that's a, a very cool reason to do something. And I, and, I, and I really, really appreciate people doing that. It and feels great. When you go to maximumfund.org slash donate and become a member of Maximum Fund, it's important to remember that the the money that you are paying to be a member really goes to the shows that you listen to. It's a pretty simple thing. You go to uh, what's called a personal computer. Mm-hmm. Go to maximumfund.org slash donate using a, a web or internet browser. The World Wide Web is the yep. latest. I mean, Jordan, you're probably more of a gopher man. Of course. I love it. Um, but you go to – Alta Vista fan myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. You're, yeah. you're a webhead just like yeah. me. I yeah. love to surf. Of course. Maximum online. You go to maximumfund.org slash donate. You pick at what level you want to become a member. Well, again, from five dollars a month all the way up to two hundred, uh, and then you tell us what shows you listen to. Uh, we take uh, a little bit of uh, Maximum Fund takes a little bit of that money to pay for the drive, pay for Lindsay to have a job, to pay for uh, us to send out thank you gifts and so on and so forth, have pay rent on this studio and so on. And then the uh, significant majority of that money just is divided among the shows that you listen to and goes directly to those shows. So uh, this is like the most direct path to supporting any media that you consume in your entire media life. I promise you. Yeah, and it's not just about like yeah, the two hundred dollar membership levels are amazing, but even the the ten dollars, the twenty five dollar, thirty five dollar a month, like that little bit can do a lot of good for totally the can. shows. Like yeah. if you add up a lot of listeners who are all putting that level in, that's great. And if you're already listening, like we love you and we're so glad you're already doing it and we're so glad you're already donating at maximumfund.org dot dot slash donate. But uh if you increase your donation a little bit like this year, that would be a huge help for us and it also gets you back into unlocking all those features and stuff that yeah. we give away every year. The so. main thing that the, the main thing that means a lot to me, and I you know, I mentioned Jordan that Jordan Jesse Go out of all of the shows on Maximum Fund has the highest rate of membership. Uh, the the thing that really means a lot to me is that those people decided to 
like it, it look it's it, it's a little bit of a hassle it's a few bucks a month you know, probably won't you, you probably won't miss a few bucks a month for most of us but it's a, still it's a few bucks a month it's annoying to go to maximumfund.org/donate type in your credit card number or whatever but those people said i want to stand up and support this thing so no matter what the level is that you're participating at what really means a lot to us is that you are participating it's like it's a re- it really is a huge difference as somebody who, you know, as three people who work in the entertainment industry, both uh, here and elsewhere, I know for me it means a lot that I work for directly for the people who listen to this show. I don't work for Universal who then are basically working for Procter & Gamble who are trying to sell people, uh, you know, Swiffer pads mm-hmm. Um, I work directly for the people the who The views like of Jesse show. Thorne don't reflect all the guests on the show who may, in fact, work for Universal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, this is interesting. I should I, mention, I just took a side job at Swiffer. <laughs> yeah. I'm their head of original content. <laughs> oh, and I actually am now tending bar at the Jimmy Buffett's Margarita Booth <laughs> uh, at City Walk, which is part of Universal Studios. Right. Yeah. There you go. So. So. Um, yeah, great. Come by. It's uh, two o'clock somewhere. <laughs> That's what we say. Uh, yeah, no. So, uh, so definitely, if you uh, if you want to uh, learn about some of the cool stuff that you can get uh, for donating, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Or you can go to maximumfund.org/slash/donate and uh, check out some of it there. Um, I'll say right now. Bonus episodes for miles. Oh, so many. Yeah. I mean, if you just want to look at it as I am paying a little bit each month for a buttload of bonus content, and judging by the butt plug-related calls we get in momentous yeah. occasions, I know that you folks are familiar with buttloads. Well, yeah. if you're a big fan of buttloads, I should tell you, the Troubled Waters bonus episode this year is erotic fan fiction written by myself and John Luke Roberts and read by celebrities from the Max Fun family. Yeah, so, uh, I personally awesome. read yes. a uh, slash fiction uh, a short story that John Luke wrote yeah. uh, about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog going to town on the Minions. Yeah. <laughs> MaximumFun.org slash donate. The only way to hear that. That. That's yeah. what they call a closer, Jordan. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessico. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Robbie Silverman, Doctor Who enthusiast. Guess what, friends? We've got another friend joining us here for the momentous occasions. We two wa- friends, two friends, two <laughs> friends. Wait, who's not friends among them four people? <laughs> Me and you. <laughs> Enemies. Uh, she is a full-time employee of Maximum Fun, where her title is... Oh. Relations coordinator? Something? Network, member and network, network relations. Member and networks relations. Specialist. Specialist. <laughs> cool. Executive. Uh, she is, of course, one of the stars of Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That, mm-hmm. the smash hit video series that took the internet by storm. <laughs> she is 
she got an 800 on the verbal SAT. Yes, hey, I did. Pretty good. Lindsay Pavlis. Hey, friends. Pleasure being in here with you. She did very well on the math SAT as well, but not an, a full 800. No. Uh, Lindsay, I always when I always, when I visit the office, I always like to chat with you a little bit, but since I haven't been into the office lately, I'll ask you on mic, what video games are you playing? Oh, well... <laughs> I've been dipping my uh, dipping my toes into that uh, Apex Legends. Heard of it? I have heard of Apex Legends. Don't love a battle royale shooter, but I uh, I am told it's the, the it's the hot shit. I play a lot of Nader Legends. Mm, N a d i r. I don't understand what you're talking. Oh about. no, I change. I'm changing it. N a d e r. <laughs> oh, Ralph Nader. Yeah. Right. You can be Dennis Kuse in it. Uh huh. Ralph Nader. That game is unsafe at any speed. Right? <laughs> yes. I was looking for one of those, but beat me to it. Um, Apex Legends. Still. You know what I love? So the guts of that game is Titanfall Two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I cold take the the campaign of that was great. Yeah. I'm kind of sorry they went in the multiplayer direction. Yeah. I actually I was one of those for people. me personally. I know others like it. Yeah, no, I mean I think I think that's fair. Uh, I think uh, I was one of those people who was uh, shit talking. Can I swear on this? <laughs> <laughs> You've heard podcasts before. What? what? Uh, I was podcast. I was. Uh, uh, I was I was questioning the uh, decision to take the Titans out of sure. Apex. Yeah, um, but you know what? It's great. It's okay. a very fun game. Ten out of ten would play again. Except people got really good, and I stayed the same amount of shitty. Yeah, and now it's not very. Fun. I think that's why I don't like those games. Yeah. That I just cannot get good enough. Is yeah. Apex Legends the same as that other? Is that the same kind of thing as the other one that people like? You know how everybody likes that one video game with the dances that keep getting sued. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. I think that's what you're the talking about. The one that children and baseball players like. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yes, now what is baseball players. Now, what is Alfonso Ribeiro's beef, beef with Apex <laughs> Legends? Does he have one? I, I couldn't say. I, okay. The Apex Legend beef is with Trudy from, uh, what was that show called? Facts of Life. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> that's fun. Thank you, Trudy from Facts of Life. Well... I don't know if you were listening to last week's program, Lindsay, but we've been we started on how many we started with how many Jeopardy contestants listen to Jordan Jessica. Mm, sure. It turns out it's more than ten. Yeah. Then we said And two of them are going up against each other in Jeopardy. Oh shit. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. That's awesome. So uh then we said to ourselves, well, how many Jordan Jessica uh, listeners own a Fez? Not a costume shop fez, a real fez. Turned out way more than were Jeopardy contestants. Makes sense. So last week on the program, my friend Jordan Morris, Mm -hmm. uh, native of Orange County, California, this will come into play Mm -hmm. in a moment, uh, asked how many so-called drug rugs are owned (laughs) by Jordan Jesse Go listeners, or how many Jordan Jesse Go listeners have owned Drug rugs, which is to say, uh, the the type of ponchos worn uh, by stoned white dudes who are on their way to go surfing in Baja. Do you not think that's more of a San Francisco thing, the drug rug? Uh, I, think I think that you're... is a Southern California thing. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that is a classic Southern California thing. So I guess I'm thinking like a Pendleton shirt. I think I maybe I maybe 
described it wrong as a poncho. I think what I'm thinking of is that sweatshirt. I'm Googling drug rug because I want to know what this is. To have it you kind of know head. what I'm talking about? There's the hoodie made of the poncho material. Oh, yeah. I know that sweatshirt, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely something that uh, hippies wear, but it's also right. definitely something that surfers wear. Sure. Yeah. Surfer dudes. I, think like, it, I, would say, right. I would say, in my experience, oh. 70-30 surfer dudes versus hippies. Yeah. Well, I think there's an inter- I think we can agree that there's an intersection of kind of chill, chill white guys. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson and Jack the Johnson Jack Johnson type. nexus. Yeah. And I think that is – and I think, you know, region – you know, region aside, it is a it is a, a California thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's where Jack Johnson meets Michael Fronty. Sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Having looked at it now and knowing what it looks like, I definitely had one of those, but at an age where it was way too young for me to associate with any sort of drug culture. Like it was definitely like a this is a cool thing people on TV wear. I'm going to get one of these things. I yeah. think I had it like in fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And you went by a cool person uh, from TV. You mean? Manny the Hippie from the David Letterman show when he went to San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely, I did. And by yeah. cool, you mean diggity dank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Cody from Step by Step. That's probably what I was thinking of at the it time. probably yeah. somebody who owns a drug rug. That's probably, so, some, that's probably exactly who inspired me to get one. I want that thing Cody has. He's cool. Sure. Brian, uh, I probably should have asked you if you knew this information beforehand, but uh, do you remember what we predicted in terms of numbers last week on the program? Oh. Uh, no. Hold on one sec, but I can find it. Oh, so maybe while Brian is looking that up, we can get a real reading from Riley and Lindsay on this. So uh, do you think, knowing what you do about Jordan Jesse Go, uh, Riley, you've been on the show a couple of times. Lindsay, you've been on the show and you uh, and you uh, certainly have heard of the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we will have more fezes or more drug rugs in the audience? Here's my question. Are we talking of all time or currently owning drug rugs? Uh, I think we opened it up to all time. I think we? we opened it up to all time, yeah. If we're opening up to all time, I'm going to say drug rugs outnumber fezes, but people might not admit to it as freely as fezes. Okay. I'm going to say fezes 110%. Wait, 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 wait. What were the parameters on fezes? Like, the parameters of fezes were it has to be a real fez. So it has to be either a real Shriner fez mm-hmm. or a real North African fez. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, no. Like, no costume shop fezes. Okay, yeah, I'm going to change my answer. Yeah, and you can't be an organ grinder's monkey. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't allow them to listen to the show. Yeah. We well, think it's unnatural. <laughs> upsetting a big contingent of possible uh, Max Fun members. Also, <laughs> frankly, it's cruel to train them to listen to the show by right. giving them grapes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, do you have those numbers? I, you know, I, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I do remember at least one, maybe two of you guys were above Fez's, and our Fez number was pretty high. Yeah, I, I think I think Drug Rug, oh. drug rug beats Fez. I think we, uh, in our audience, I think we have some Doctor Who cosplayers, but I also think we have a lot of people who are into jam bands in the 90s, <laughs> uh, Dave Matthews Band, Fish, String Cheese Incident. I think these are places where you get a drug rug, places where you wear a drug rug. I think that the drug rug community uh, is are our big supporters of the show, and I think they're going to come out for us today. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is machine politics at its finest. Yeah, grassroots. Got to identify interest groups mm-hmm. and start pandering. Now, I mean, I think maybe there could be an issue here that there are people who have drug rugs that are listening, but 
can't get their shit together to call in. <laughs> that might affect turnout again, again. Like politics, yeah. it's all about turnout. Jordan Whereas is running. Like Doctor Who fans are willing to be vocal at any drop of a hat That's about true. anything they can be. That's we true. can be. You're yeah. right. You're right. Jordan, just so you know, Lindsay is running for president with the slogan, all dank, no swag. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Thanks. Sure. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. I didn't want to be the one to. Uh, yeah. He actually had to initiate litigation when Beto O'Rourke chose that as his slogan. <laughs> right. He skateboards, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'm I'm sticking with Fez's. I was so astonished that there were like a hundred Fez calls mm-hmm. uh, that I'm sticking with Fez's for for my. Now this may be different from what I said last week, and if it is, <laughs> well. You know, stick it up your nose. Uh, Brian, uh, how many people called in to say they they owned or had owned uh, a drug rug? Yeah, okay. So uh, I put them into categories. Uh, we got four. <laughs> Thank four, God. Thank you. Four people. Uh, we have a lot of people, a lot of taxonomic concerns yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, four people who had gotten them from, like, Mexico, officially, like their parents brought them back. Right. Uh Four people specifically who went on a surf trip and got it on a surf trip. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's the way to do it. One guy who has like nine of them and goes to Burning Man every year with and rotates them out exclusively at Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't show up to Burning Man in the same drug rug you wore last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. How gauche. Uh, uh, one guy who bought it thinking it was a blanket. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what happened to me, Lindsay. I own a poncho that I believed was a blanket when I purchased it. <laughs> that sounds like me, too. Uh, and then three, a, a surprisingly strong showing for the category of my straight late mom bought it for me, not realizing it was a drug thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then 24, just kind of general, I have one. So Sounds like Fez is... Yeah, yeah it was 36 geez. total. Yeah. And we actually got nine additional Fez calls this Ooh. week. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say Brian kind of tipped the hat. The Fez hat, literally, <laughs> when he said, like, some of you said more than Fez, but keep in mind, we got a lot of Fez calls. Like, I yeah. felt like that was, like, a way of, like, like, that's why I didn't change my answer. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting unfair information now um, at this point. I think this is the problem. I think <laughs> Riley hit upon it, which is a Doctor a Doctor Who fan is has a certain shamelessness, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. certain pride. The the famous flip side of the coin of shamelessness. Yeah. <laughs> but not pejorative. Yeah. Uh, that leads them to call in, as does the person who ironically owns a Shriners Fez, such as our Generation X Tiki Dads. Um, and for that reason, I think that that response rate was probably much higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as a proportion of the audience, I do have a I do have a proposal, please. And I think I think. I've got the thing that can beat Fez's. Okay, what do you got? This was suggested by a Jordan Jesse Go listener on Twitter. Now, do I remember who it was? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't take notes or prepare for this Mm -hmm. show. However, I think it is basically solid gold. How many Jordan Jesse Go listeners have... Worn bowling shoes, not to bowl. <laughs> wow. Ooh. I mean, at least half the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, had a, I mean, it's it's been a topic on the show before. I had a bowling shoe phase in high school. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that might do it. That I might do it. I strongly considered it. Mm-hmm. 
did not have the uh, rebel gene necessary to bring to steal bowling shoes from the bowling alley. Felt bad about it. I uh, I bought them. There was a uh, there was a store. Uh, there was a store that was kind of by my high school. John Waters' store from The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, John Waters' store from The Simpsons. I bought a uh, yeah wind up robot and uh, some old campaign buttons. Um, yeah, it was a store. It was kind of like a head shop, but they also had a you know couple crates of CDs and uh, you know you could get bondage pants there. Those kind of plaid pants with the straps that go between. And yeah, they had a little uh, they had a little uh, box of bowling shoes out one day. So that's where I got mine. I did not swipe them, but I think that's normally how people when when people were wearing casual bowling shoes, that's where they came from. But were they fenced bowling shoes? Do you think like someone stole them? Oh, oh, yeah, like they good. fell off a truck type situation? Oh, good question. I don't know. Um, they came directly from a bowling alley and were sold to this guy's <laughs> job. Question for you about your bowling shoes. Please. Did they have – were the ones that you bought to wear in public, did they actually have some sort of grip to the bottom? Or were they, were they flat like it would be in the uh, No, they were slick and it caused me to fall <laughs> down a lot in public. Okay. <laughs> so, no. Because I had a pair of Vans that were like – they looked like bowling, bowling shoes. They were like leather oh, yeah. and they had the exact coloring of them, but they had a grip. They had yeah. an actual sole. I would slip and fall when I was on top. Did you literally slip and fall? Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Did you go yoink as you fell? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think I, you know, I think, again, I was in a phase where I, you know, I was doing it all for look at me reasons, so I, like, yeah. liked it. I mean, yeah. you were deeply committed to your art, and mm-hmm. your art was being a fun guy in high school. Sure, yeah. You know a... what? You're right. You are less fun now than you were I'm in high school. I'm far less you fun. Are correct. God, I was so fun in high school. <laughs> so uh, I was fun. I think, I think, more Jordan Jesse Go listeners mm-hmm. have worn bowling shoes for non-bowling purposes, and I'm not talking about you just wore them to the bowling alley and but you put them on at 11 a.m. and you were leaving the house and you just were like, well, I'm not going to be back at the house, so I'll just put them on now and I'm bowling tonight. I'm talking about wearing them as a fashion item mm-hmm. or anti-fashion item, as the case may be. Uh, I think I think we could break 150 on this. And to be clear, these are legit bowling shoes, not street shoes in the style of bowling shoes. Like my bullshit shoes. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but they don't have to have been stolen from a bowling okay. alley. They, if you went and bought bowling shoes because you wanted to be uh, the junior version of a tiki dad, mm-hmm. uh, then you that's acceptable to me. Okay. If you went to a b- bowling pro shop or even if you went to the Nordstrom Rack <laughs> or you <laughs> – <laughs> You went to play it against sports. I love that you spit taked on Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> I'm a big fan. It's the best Nordstrom. Really? I was going to say bowling shirts, then I realized you don't have the manpower right now to answer that many phone calls. No. Yeah, also bowling shirts. Honestly, I don't think bowling shoes are beating Fez. Really? I, yeah, I did not. I mean, I think I. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about through life, though. Yeah, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I did not. I mean, I'm just going by, you know, personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, yeah, whereas, you know, when I was cavorting in scenes where people were doing ironic kind of throwback retro dress-up stuff. And I, when you say in scenes, you mean yeah. in short-form improv scenes. Yes, in short-form improv. That's what was, that is the scene of yeah. short-form improv. I, I mean, I definitely saw Fez's out. I saw bowling shirts. I saw a lot of gas station shirts. 
but yeah, I definitely was on the lookout for bowling shoes because I had them and I did not see a lot. I don't think it was a thing. Well, it's probably hard to black out a scene if you don't have the grip on the shoes. Yeah, right. Things. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. I mean, I think it was a thing, but I don't think it. I, I don't know. I think. I think Fez had a moment. I think a Fez is iconic. I think bowling shoes was was a blip. Did you have numbers in the back of your shoes? I did. Yeah, I had the size. Yeah. So, Lindsay, what do I'm you interested. Think? I'm interested to see. You know, I don't think I know anyone who ever voluntarily weared, weared, wore, that's the word, mm-hmm. uh, bowling shoes outside the context of a bowling alley. Yourself accepted, Jordan. Sure. Um, can I throw a real quick curveball into the mix? Yeah. yeah. For the ladies out there. Uh, butterfly clips. Oh, do you think we have, we've had more butterfly? Yeah, I well, think- we certainly have more butterfly clips than we do have. Uh, fezes. Yeah. That's easy. Oh, yeah. I think so, for sure. I have some yeah. at home right now. Like, I still have some. Yeah. So. yeah. They look great. They do. They're fun. It looks like a bug landed on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens with bowling shoes. I'm curious. Yeah. I am ready to be proven wrong, but I, I don't think we're beating Fez. Like your head shoes. is made out of flowers or feces. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, true. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm sticking with Fez because I just went to a Doctor Who convention last month, mm-hmm. and many, many people there knew who I was because of my involvement with Max Fun. <laughs> So, uh, yep, that is not yep. a lie. And I think. So, yeah, yeah. And I think. I think what we're gonna have to do with this is not pick something that was attached to like a music scene. But I think the thing that is making Fez unbeatable is we're getting that cosplay boost. As I think, so I think we need to find something that's like that. But um, I am curious about the bowling shoot thing. I genuinely want to know. I'm. So- Music scene, so maybe like Fago, like something that have you sprayed Fago at? <laughs> yes. <the band? laughs> yes. Have you been injured by a T-shirt cannon yeah. at the gathering of the Juggalos? Yeah, but I'm curious. I'm 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 ready. To, I'm ready to hear. I think next up, I'm gonna. I I don't mean to. Think I might ask how many people have eaten an it's a kadoozy. Mm, sure. It's a type of popsicle. Honestly, I think the only thing that's taken down Fez is a uh, uh, Harry Potter school robe. <laughs> I think if we want to take down Fez, we need to bring out the big guns, and those guns are Harry Potter school robes. That's three things you've mentioned in this conversation that I have owned at some point in my life or currently own, so yes. And Riley is a stand-up. Riley can't even blame her sketch comedy costume band. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I just wore it to the park. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Riley Silverman, time lord. Lindsay Pavlis, influencer. <laughs> she is, folks. Right. She is, folks. An she's, early adopter. She's appeared on the the hit video cast Candy Crushers. Mm. I haven't, actually. You've never been on Candy Crushers? Well, I haven't been invited yet. Wow. What's Candy Crushers? Wow. Candy Crushers is probably Max Fun's uh, sister series, we'll call it, mm-hmm. uh, most beloved uh, Stacey Molsky, Daniel uh, Baruella. Baruella, yeah. Uh, crushing candy for the camera. Two of our employees have their own video show that's not technically part of mm, Max Fun. Sure. Where it's on Instagram mm-hmm. and they <laughs> squish candy and it's one minute long and they just say, Do we think we're this is going to squish? And they say, I don't know, maybe. And the other one says, Yeah, I think so. And then they try and squish it. 
and then they see if it squishes. Sounds like a goddamn blast. It's <laughs> fucking tremendous. Lindsay, I love I'm sorry it you can't get time. that booking. It's okay. Jeez. You guys should do a, uh, like a meetup where they squish the candy and then you and Brian decide if you will totally eat that. After it's been squished? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That'll that'll attract a demographic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, like Lindsay, when you finally get invited to appear on Candy Crushers, oh, God. we ask you to call us at 206-9844-FUN or email us a voice memo at jjgo at org for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Here is our first such occasion now. Hey, guys. This is Steve from New York. Uh, just had a momentous occasion inside of a Barnes & Noble where a group of old men were sitting down talking and one decided to list his inventions and one of which was carbonated milk. <laughs> he proceeded to talk about his idea for a smoke detector that lets you sleep for another 10 minutes <laughs> and a light bulb that only shines on stuff you want to see. <laughs> so that's my momentous occasion. I uh, love you guys. Thanks. Oh, wow. Fuck. Wow. Oh, fuck. Shut it down. Was that, fuck. was that Clark Griswold he was sitting next to? Yeah. I, I really like the brick and mortar bookstore is really creeping closer and closer now that it's, you know, it's it's on its way toward obscure or uh, obsolete, I guess I should say. There's a weird thing happening, though, where the... The reverse is happening where the Barnes and Nobleses are going out of business, but now the small mom and pop bookstores are starting to have like a re cinch like they're getting oh, back yeah. on the market. Which that's, is I think cool. that's that's definitely worth mentioning. Yeah. But yeah, definitely the big, you know, the big chain bookstore, your borders, your Barnes and Nobles, your, your Fox books. Your crown books. I, they're still around. I, I hate to sound like a hipster. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the more people talk about digital books mm. and ebooks, mm-hmm. The more I just want to read books on vinyl. Mm. Sure. Yes. <laughs> warmer right. tone. Warmer yeah, tones. it's warmer. I think they because yeah because I've been in a few chain bookstores and like you know and I think that you know in their heyday it was a place where you could like bring kids to let them kill a little bit of time. I think my parents definitely did that with me. They definitely just kind of let me run around in a bookstore for a while. You just head straight for that magazine section and grab a murder dog. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a lowrider magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be the only place that I could actually find a physical copy of The Onion was in the book. Like the oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Barnes and Noble. But yeah, I think now more and more they are kind of intersecting with public libraries as a place where like an old man can go to talk <laughs> loudly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sleep sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes just sleep. I used to love Barnes and Nobles when I was uh, a traveling road comic because mm. I would go to their cafe to write. It was because I didn't have Google Drives back then, so it was like I wanted to sit and write, but didn't want to be on the internet distracted by stuff. And I would just sit and write. And oh yeah, that was great. Sure, great bathrooms in those places too. Yes, that was also why I love it. As love to dump in a Borders. <laughs> <laughs> love to dump. You know, I, it's been a long time since I worked in at a Borders. I did work mm. at a Borders for a time. I would imagine that uh, – I think Borders is out of business now, but Barnes & Noble, I think they're probably still selling primarily copies of The Purpose Driven Life. Mm. <laughs> that was my experience at the time, and I believe that it is likely still the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean these sound like great inventions. Carbonated milk. Yeah. Uh, smoke detector that lets you sleep for a, like a, a snooze alarm. De- yeah. Smoke yeah. Button on sure. Your and a alarm. spotlight, which literally exists already. Right. <laughs> a sure. flashlight that shines on things you only want to look at. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, LaCroix and other kinds of like seltzer are huge. Why not? Why not expand that into dairy? 
Yeah. I mean, I like a good egg cream. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that's what maybe that's just what this guy was describing. Maybe he was missing a day when you could go to the old soda fountain and get a phosphate. Get a nice yeah, a nice yeah. phosphate. I'm into Something it. Like that. Let's take another call. Hi Jordan. Hi Jesse. Hi guest. This is Emily calling from Michigan with a momentous occasion. In twenty seventeen I started listening to JJ Go when my fiance was out of town because I couldn't listen to new episodes of any of the podcasts we listened to together. And I started with episode one because I really wanted to fully Can you pause this for a second, puppies. Brian? This we have finally found a way, Jordan. We've been doing this show for twelve years. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we've struggled that whole time with the fact that the show is not recommendable Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that it's not something you would want to could or should tell someone else about which is the primary form of internet advertising is that sort of word of mouth right people tend to keep this show their own dirty little secret (laughs) (laughs) right something they're embarrassed to listen to with a loved one this is (laughs) lest that loved one start to think less of them Mm -hmm. this is the podcast equivalent of your mom's vibrator <laughs> it's assiduously hidden in a drawer somewhere and only taken out when everybody's out of town. Or eating at Carl's Jr. <laughs> Not going to do it with anybody. Yeah. Eh, he'll do it. Yeah. But this is our growth opportunity. If you have a spouse and you listen to podcasts together, mm-hmm. this is like my beautiful wife, Teresa would watch the Gilmore Girls without me. She watched all the Gilmore Girls because I was ambivalent about the Gilmore Girls and she liked it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she needed a show to watch while she was uh, doing the dishes uh, when I was away or whatever it is, you know, like uh, she needed one casual show that we didn't share together because almost all our TV watching is together. And this show could be that. Mm -hmm. This could be Mommy's Little Secret. (laughs) The special thing, like, we, that turns our biggest weakness that mm-hmm. no one wants to tell each other about the show into our biggest strength. It's the perfect secret show to listen to, you know, while, while the goose is away, the gander will play. <laughs> right. So you're thinking we can have, like, like kind of like sex toy parties, but, like, secret, like, let me tell you about Jordan Jesse Go parties. Yeah, and everybody oh. will get a kick out of it in, like, a saucy way. They'll be yeah. like, no one else is going to like this but you. Yeah, <laughs> or some mimosas. Yeah. There's no premise. It's hard to explain. <laughs> and uh, pretty intense. And uh, Earthquake sometimes. rag on Doctor Who. <laughs> and when someone cancels last minute, they get Steve Agee. <laughs> <laughs> the supporting actor on Superstore? <laughs> okay, press play. And I started with episode one because I really wanted to fully understand puppies um, <laughs> and what they were when they came up. Six months ago, I found out my fiance had been lying to me throughout much of our relationship, and I had to leave. And listening to episodes of J.J. Go during any moment of mental downtime got me through those first couple months. Uh, That and the knowledge and telling myself that surely by the time tuppies come up, I will feel happy again. Today I was unpacking in the condo that I just purchased. Down payment came from money that was set aside for our wedding. And tuppies came up. And wouldn't you know it, I am happy again. 
thank you so much to you, to the Max Fund Network and the community that surrounds it for getting me through what I hope has been the toughest time of my life and helping me become happy again. Thanks. Oh, thank you. And thanks for making us feel bad about that jokey diversion. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's – boy, that is uh, very nice to hear. God, sorry uh, sorry to hear about your um, crummy relationship, what have you. But – Got a sweet condo out of the deal. Every coin has two sides. So on mm-hmm. the one side, a tough, tough relationship situation. On the other side – she found out that it was uh, what you, what you, Jordan, called the Tupperwares that you would keep in the cabinet at work. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so surprise. <laughs> it's kind of a letdown. Bonus, bonus surprise. Imagine her delight when she finds out the episode that her call was played on is the same episode that beloved one-time Memphis occasion Riley Silverman called in. Yeah. She probably heard that episode in the last two years and is yeah. now like, oh my God, it all came full circle. Full circle, yeah. This is a, it's a real prestige here. Yeah. Riley, without you, she wouldn't even have a condo. You're right. <laughs> you are right. Uh, I was her broker. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I definitely kind of feel where this caller is coming from. I definitely like in hard times when, you know, you jump in your car to fucking go somewhere you don't really want to go or you're, you know, just kind of searching for something to play when you're around the house. And like when that favorite podcast comes up, it it, it it's definitely always a great feeling. Like I have mm-hmm. a couple of shows. The uh, Daily. The, the, the Daily, which is the only show I listen Cereal. to. I just listen to Daily and Serial. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think I talked a little bit this, about this last year as I kind of had a, had a kind of a rough end of last year and, you know, kind of had this uh, really just you know, drive home to visit family that I did not want to do and, you know, was just kind of feeling shitty about it the whole way. And when I got in my car, uh, the new episode of The Flophouse came up and I was like, shit, like, I don't want to be doing this, but I get to spend an hour with three of the funniest dudes in history. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, it felt great. So I definitely like really, uh, it's, it is it is very nice to hear that our show can do that for people because I know what shows like that do for me. Uh, and it's awesome, and it's definitely like a big reason why we do this is hearing people say that, yeah, the show is important. It's just kind of you know goofy nonsense, but it helps when you know you want to take your mind off the shitty parts of the world. Uh, so yeah, it's nice. It's nice to know that people appreciate the goofy nonsense, and it you know, and it uh, it it occupies a nice space in their brain. I just want to thank Backstory with the American History guys. Mm, sure, yeah. Just those three guys, mm-hmm. they're kind of zany takes on American history, but also in depth. Yeah. Have gotten me through a lot of tough times. So, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> My non jokey example, like you're with, with Flothouse, like I, listening to, I mentioned up the Adventure Zone earlier, the reason why I brought it up is because last year I went through a really rough time with issues with I had a bad breakup and I had I had issues with trying to get my surgery approved and fighting credit like and it got delayed two months and all that kind of stuff and that's when I was binging through the entire first arc of that show and there was some like really heavy emotional moments in that show and it was like kind of nice to have this outlet to cry along to while also like <laughs> laughing 10 minutes later and yeah. like it was like a really good emotional thing like a journey to go on Lindsay, do you like podcasts? Uh, they're fine. I'm I'm a big fan. Of- <laughs> We're a standardized test girl. Yeah. Normally, I just chew like go into Candy Crushers, and that just gets yeah. me through my day. 
way Stacy and Daniel crush those candies or don't they crush really those candies. It. It's like crushing the things in her life that make her angry. Oh, okay. Symbolic. Um, no, I mean, I, I, y'all, I feel it too. I feel it too. You yeah. know I do. Wait. We do we want to take a little bit of a break and then come back and talk about what people can get if they sign up to donate in the Max Fund Drive? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Riley Silverman, Time Lord. Lindsay Pavlis Chekhov's gun. <laughs> it's about to go off in here. A <laughs> bang. Shit's about to go off. We mentioned it in the first segment, <laughs> and it's going to go off by the last segment. Okay, so here's the deal. Note to self, edit in us mentioning it in the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and become a member of Maximum Fun. There are levels for everybody from $5 a month up to $200 a month, but uh, we're really focused on getting you to go and become a member of MaximumFun.org. We only do this once a year. We only do it for two short weeks. It is a good old time, uh, but it is also the time. Now is the time. And the good news is that uh, if you become a member of MaximumFun.org, you get to get stuff. So, for example... Every single person who becomes a monthly member of MaximumFun.org, I'm talking about $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month, $35 a month, whatever level, you get access to over 100 hours of bonus episodes of Maximum Fun Hey, breaking news, Jesse. Yeah. It's actually... <laughs> Hold on. It's a news break. I, I heard the signature news music. That gun just went off, y'all. <laughs> it's actually over 200 hours. Wow. Stacy did the math. It's over 200 hours. See, that's Jeez. why Pavlis is here. Yeah. You were technically right about being over 100. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for it's sure. even more. I mean, when you consider that just this episode of Jordan Jesse Go is over 100 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Mostly all in that interruption in the middle of that call. Right. Um, yeah, so we actually, uh, every year, every show makes a bonus episode that only donors get to hear, and they all go into a big bank uh, with a bunch of other stuff, some some short films, uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of cool bonus uh, members-only stuff. And yeah, and you get to listen to it when you donate, not just that year's stuff, but also all the previous year's stuff too. Uh, so yeah, if you're you know if you're if you're on the fence about you know where your money's going, if you just want. 200 plus hours of really, really hilarious, cool stuff. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's a great reason to donate. We recorded a bonus episode with uh, the aforementioned Sarah Morgan. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was an all Q and A episode with some uh, very weird listener <laughs> listener questions. Yeah, we got really real on that shit. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, little little tease. We did fuck Mary kill with the McElroys, <laughs> which maybe we've done every other year. <laughs> yeah. Now with them playing or with them being who's good. Uh, fuck, we Mary actually kill. fuck married and killed them. Nice. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> yeah. Um, Each of them. It was in a traditional game of fuck Mary. You choose <laughs> yeah, one yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and actually, the uh, also uh, uh, Riley mentioned uh, for the uh, Troubled Waters bonus episode. I read a piece of uh, erotic fan fiction written by John Luke Roberts. Um, I actually went live to see the Go Fact Yourself uh, bonus content being taped with Ross and Carrie. Uh, a really, really hilarious episode that I can recommend personally. 
That's uh, that's there on the on the bonus page as we speak. And because we've thrown so much of our life away on this program, mm-hmm. there are like a dozen Jordan Jesse Go bonus episodes. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton in there. So yeah, if you're if you if you got a drive coming up, if you got a vacation, if you got uh, something where you need uh, just a lot of audio, we got it for you. What do you get at ten dollars a month? And by the way, all of these are cumulative. So at ten dollars a month, you get that five dollar a month thank you gift. You also get. Uh, for ten dollars a month, you get one of our uh, very famous and in-demand enamel pins designed by the great Megan Lynn Cott. Uh, this year's Jordan Jesse Go pin uh, is a robot, and he has a little banner around him that says "Glug Glug." <laughs> it is pronounced robot. Just wanted to let. Oh, you I'm know. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. A robot. I didn't know. Uh, Lindsay, so every, can you kind of explain kind of what the pin situation is? Because like. It, if if for some reason you don't want the robot who says glug glug, and I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, but... think of how fun it would be to explain that to a coworker. <laughs> uh, can you talk about what other pins are available? Oh, gosh. I mean, okay, so first of all, I think you can go to MaximumFun.org slash pins and see all of them. You can also go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and see all of the pins. But every single show... Uh, has one, and they're all brilliant. Uh, they're all amazing. Uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to play favorites here, but there is one pin that has two dogs on it, and I'm a real big fan of it. <laughs> and that's for Troubled Waters. <laughs> <laughs> the best dog podcasts on the network. Uh, for 20 bucks a month, you get that pin, you get the bonus content, and you get a 550-piece Max Fun Puzzle. Designed by Jeffrey Tice. It is really beautiful. It features the gorgeous vista out of the Maximum Fun offices here in MacArthur Park of MacArthur Park Lake and uh, downtown Los Angeles. And a podcast listener contemplating their own entertainment and mortality <laughs> as they gaze out upon it. It is a it is a genuinely beautiful piece of art that is rendered in a genuinely beautiful uh, puzzle. And let's be frank. Who doesn't go on a family vacation once in a while? Yeah, you need a puzzle. Get a puzzle. 20 bucks a month. Uh, for 35 bucks a month, you get a glass coffee mug engraved Ooh. with the Max Fun Rocket logo. This is a cool-looking item. I, I like, like this that. one. Now, Jordan, you're a coffee drinker. Oh, I love it. What would you put in this mug? Coffee. <laughs> glug, glug, baby. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Java. Glug, glug, that hot brown. Got and maybe a little bit of whiskey, because you know what? It's 2 o'clock somewhere. That's true. It is 2 o'clock somewhere. And I'm fun again. <laughs> I'm fun again. Uh, 50 bucks a month, you get a metal engraved Max Fun membership card personalized with your name. That's mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. You used to chop up some lines of blow. You can find all of the levels, including uh, 50, 100, and 200, at MaximumFun.org slash donate, which is where you should go to become a member of Maximum Fun. And again, I just I just want to emphasize, we are so immensely proud and grateful that we have been supported all these years by you, the listener. And the big difference in our hearts is uh, if you take the time to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and become a member of Maximum Fun. This is... Truly a community, and we are very grateful to work for you. So it's it's easy. It's fun. You get hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of your favorite shows. Uh, but more than that, every time that you listen to one of our shows, you'll know that y- you are the person who made it possible. MaximumFun.org slash Tony. We'll be back in just a second. I'm <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Jessica. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Riley Silverman, Doctor Who fan. Lindsay Pavlis, a person. She is. It's true. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Riley, Lindsay, it's been a joy to have you here. It's been great. Yeah, it's been an honor. I want to give a special tip of the hat to longtime Jordan Jesse Go listener uh, Daryl Asher, who's visiting from out of town. Hey, Daryl! Out there, probably bored out of his mind, <laughs> thinking I went I went from Montana to Los Angeles, and I'm spending two hours doing this. Cha, pa, cha. I could be at the Grove right now. At the if Super King. If there's one thing Daryl Asher hates, it's sitting and listening to podcasts. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, part of the Max Fun Drive uh, is is Max Fun meetups. Oh yeah, they're happening. When are they happening, Jordan? Uh, well, uh, I think, and uh, maybe Lindsay, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, that all of them happen on March 26th. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, globally, mm-hmm. it's a global happening. Uh, the one here in LA uh, that I think we'll all be attending. Is at the Imperial Western Beer Company. Uh, that's 800 North Alameda Street, Los Angeles, California, 90012. You can go no matter where you live to MaximumFun.org slash meetups 2019. You can find where your local meetup is. Of course, we'll be at the Los Angeles meetup because we live here in what I call the City of Angels. Mm-hmm. We think globally. We act locally. That's sure, a good yeah. point. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what <laughs> I always say. It's 2 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> uh so on uh, on the 26th from 7 to 11, uh, it's a Tuesday evening, uh, we will be celebrating Max Fun Meetup Day. And that is always a really great time. I feel like people are always like, but what if I don't have a friend to bring with me? You're like, everyone is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Just look for the sweet Dorcases <laughs> and be friendly with them. They'll love you. They'll be so happy. Everyone will be so happy to meet each other. And then you have a you got a new new buddies. Yeah, these these are these are a real blast. I always look forward to them every year. Uh, it's it's great. And I've uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always a hoot. Definitely, if if there is a Max Fun meetup in your town, you should go. And you know what? You don't have to play Fuck, Mary Kill with the McElroys. You can use the <laughs> Flophouse guys. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we're all fucking Stuart, right? <laughs> of course we're all fucking Stuart. What do you think I am, a madman? <laughs> if you got a God. chance to go to town on Stu. All I think about. Yeah. Beautiful man. <laughs> Come Beautiful on. man. Come on. <sighs> Uh, hey, speaking of cool bonus content, last year, uh, John Hodgman and I did an episode called Shootin' the Breeze. This B-R- is the all cheesemonger Maximum Fun Show. Yes, yeah, so we d- recorded a single episode of a podcast that uh, never to be never to be replicated uh, about – we both talked about our time as cheesemongers. We, we both did it in the past. Uh, and uh, I I think it it achieved fan favorite status, mm-hmm. and you know we were kind of talking about what to do this year, and you know people people talk about that episode a lot to us. It's the moment in the history of Maximum Fun when the most beloved and heavily preferred host of Jordan Jesse Go met the most beloved and heavily preferred host of Judge John Hodgman. They finally got rid of the chaff. (laughs) No chaff, all wheat. To talk about a thing that is universally loved, except amongst vegans. Cheese. Cheese. Uh, So... Hey, even vegans pose for photographs. Am I right, guys? Yes. (laughs) What does that mean? You gotta say cheese. Oh, fun. It's uh, goat. It's fun. Cashew cheese. Yeah. This is why people like Jordan and Hodgman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, Jesse. You're doing great. Um, so we we decided, even though we made a big stink, 
<laughs> about our cheese episode only being recorded once. Mm-hmm. Outcry was so loud that we, we are going back on our word if we get 2,500 new members, new subscribers to Jordan Jesse Go, we will record episode two of Shooting the Breeze. Ooh. But people got to donate. So if they don't, no cheese. Has Hodgman emailed uh, the agent of several famous people who have a uh, breeze in their name? Yes, we are out to a certain captain <laughs> <laughs> who may join us. Can I just say, you're joking. I I was BCC'd on the email. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, too. We're trying to make it happen. So regardless of if we're joined by... Everyone's favorite captain. If we're not, I'm just going to text New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees because I have his <laughs> right. number on my phone. Uh, so uh, so if you want to hear that episode, uh, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Oh, and uh, I'll mention again, uh, this Friday I am going to be at Geeky Tees and Games in Burbank doing uh, Joseph Scrimshaw's variety show. Oh, I love I, that show. Yeah, it's Game a blast. Night, right? I don't know what I'm doing. I did. I've done it twice. I did it for New Year's Eve this year. I did it a time. It's a great show. It's yeah, fun. you're gonna love it. Definitely come out to the uh, Max Fun Meetup. Uh, but if you can't make that, come out to uh, Geeky Tees on March 22nd, 8 p.m. Riley, what are you up to right now? Actually, uh, awesome thing this month. I'm working. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I work for Sci-Fi Wire. I do freelance writing for them, and we actually did a really cool project for the month of March. I'm part of a group called Fangirls on the site, and we write like feminist perspectives on sci-fi and stuff like that. And we did a project. It's a limited podcast series on the Sci-Fi Wire network. And every single day in the month of March, we we put another episode out called Forgotten Women of Genre, and we picked a different woman who, in a real life hero of sci-fi or fantasy, who has helped. Like grow the genre into what it is today, but doesn't always get the attention publicly for the amount of work that they did for it. So like we started out the month with Melissa Matheson, who wrote the script for E.T. We, we talked about Marsha Lucas, who was really in, involved in the editing of Star Wars and kind of really made Star Wars into the movies that we know and love. And I did scripts for uh, Sally Minka, Nicole Perlman, and uh, Gertrude Barrows Bennett. And so every single day for the entire month, we're putting a new one out, and it's pretty fantastic. Sounds kick-ass. I love it. We're still working on the details. We'll be announcing them shortly. But we're going to have another big, giant live stream extravaganza on the last afternoon slash evening of the Max Fun Drive. Lindsay, do you have any secrets you want to care to reveal? Uh, well, first of all, first of all, what is happening with my brain today? Hundred verbal. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's uh, it's happening a little bit earlier in the evening this year. We've gotten some feedback from East Coasters in the past. It's a little bit late. So it's happening earlier in the day, so hopefully more people can tune in. Here's what I'm going to tell you. little tease. It's going to be fucking great. Whoa. <laughs> you heard it here first. I love fucking great things. Because oh you're God. a fun guy. Yeah, because I'm fun. Fun jo- again. Jordan, I think you've proven that you're one of the funnest guys around. Yeah, I sure have. You're second only to Daryl Asher. Yeah, Daryl Asher's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. He came out here to see the drummer from Pink Floyd. That's cool. Yeah, he plays the early stuff. That's fun. You know how you're always going to shows, you're like, play the early stuff. Play the early stuff. Enough of the new shit. Yeah. Well, that's what the drummer from Pink Floyd is up to, him and Daryl Asher. (laughs) (laughs) Is Daryl Asher in the band? Don't know. I think he is. Don't know enough about Pink Floyd. I'm looking at, I think he plays rhythm guitar in Pink Floyd. That's cool. (laughs) Well, he's wearing the shirt, so I don't know why he'd be wearing the shirt if he wasn't in the band. That's true, yeah. They only make enough shirts to go over the band members. (laughs) Right. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. It is actually, on a per-piece basis, very expensive to make those shirts. Because you're basically making them one at a time. I mean, you're making four or five. A backup singer certainly could wear the shirts. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's like what? A set, let's call it eight. Eight shirts. Eight yeah. total. Maybe if you, got, you got a keyboardist on tour. Maybe you got the second percussionist too. You're two percussionists because it's a big tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you got that. You got, of course, you got the tambo man. Sure. <laughs> He's technically the third percussionist. Tambo man. Really I remember when he used to fight Rowdy Roddy Piper in the ring. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tambo, Tambo man, man versus Rowdy, pa- P- yeah. Rowdy Pipes. Because he was definitely a heel. So, yeah, right. <laughs> we all hated the Tambo man. Yeah. Play a song for no one, Tambo I, man. I like the idea that all 1980s professional wrestling was just based on instruments people don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Oh, no. It's Accordion Joe. <laughs> The Glockenspieler. <laughs> Boo. Uh, you can find us online uh, by going to uh, MaximumFun.Reddit.com for a lively Reddit discussion. You can find us on Facebook by joining the Maximum Fun Facebook group. And, of course, uh, there you can also join local groups by going to MaximumFun.org slash local groups using your internet browser. Which is what I love to use to surf. Yeah, like Alta Vista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use a QCAT. Hashtag. <laughs> yes! QCAT! 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 Sounds cute. It was pretty cute, honestly. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Came with your wired magazine. Mm, would you Fun. ask Jeeves to take you there at some point? <laughs> Lindsay, were you just pandering to me by yeah. reference? Oh! Sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway... Whether or not you're full of bullshit, <laughs> just trying to butter up your boss, uh, you can hashtag it JJGo on Twitter. And, of course, remember, it's Max Fun Drive time, so now is the time to go to MaximumFun.org slash donate and become a member of Maximum Fun. We'll love you forever. Hey, guess what, Jordan? Mm. Later on this week, before next week's episode, a little special treat since it's Max Fun Drive time. Keep an eye on your feeds. Keep an eye on the feed for a little treat. Keep an eye on the feed. You love for little a, treats. A little, a little treat, treat. A little snack. A little treat from Mommy's Dirty Little Secret. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.